Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we appreciate that you're joining us, whether you're listening or watching. We love it. So thank you for doing so. Uh, today, Armin and I, we're going to be talking about things to keep in mind when combining exercises for different muscle groups. Mm -hmm. In the second part of the show, what are good sources for fat? Because we got to have fat. So that's good stuff. Uh, Armin, another great show lined up. And this should be a great topic about combining exercises for different muscle groups. Uh, I think you made a good choice. Well, yeah, I feel it was pretty important due to the results I've seen, you know, just for myself and my clients. Uh, I, I think that when people realize that you do certain things, you can get better, better results for your time. That's mm -hmm. what we really want to help people with. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know when you always are trying to work on the content for a show, you have a thought process in mind, but I was kind of curious, why do you think this is so important? Well, to me, it just seems like most people that are training, that I run across and ask questions, they're just doing the same routines. And, you know, they're focused on getting stronger and assuming that by getting stronger, by doing the same routine, that it's going to lead to, to more muscle, muscle size. And it does for a short period of time, but then it's going to allow, because when you do the same routine over and over, you, you plateau pretty quickly uh -huh. in my opinion. So, but people keep hanging in there and doing the routines because they believe right. in them. I get that. But even Vince, you know, he's like, Hey, we got to change it up a little bit. So as, as you can, as you know, from other things that we've done. So mm -hmm. I think it's pretty important that people realize it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what are some of those examples of the routines that you see, Armin? Well, I, you know, for example, guys coming and doing chest workouts, um, you know, they come in, they do the same one after the other. So they may start with bench press and do multiple sets of bench press and really work hard on the bench press. Mm -hmm. And then they'll may go, maybe they'll go to dumbbell incline presses or just do regular dumbbell presses, which is actually a similar movement. Uh, and then maybe they'll do some fly work. <laughs> Uh, or cable work uh, and that'd be it you know because that's really hmm. all they think they need to do so they okay. may not do the dips you know things like that uh, when it comes to like back training i just see people they're always starting up starting off with pull-ups or pull-downs uh, a lot in most cases because they want to work on the lat width but mm -hmm. at the same time you're you're going to get conditioned to that and so it's just going to help you get the best back development uh, i just and you, I, I feel differently based on my own personal experience because I've done all that. <laughs> right. And right. It, it was really like, ah, okay. But, you know, I felt like it was working for a while too. So don't get, don't get me wrong. Everything works to a point. Let's talk, talk about leg training You know, leg training, you know, like guys come in and which I've done for years, you start with squats and that's all you do. You do a bunch of squatting or you may just do some leg presses. Right. Just focus right. on that. Or I see people come in and before they do anything, they start off with leg extensions to warm up. Uh, I don't think starting off with leg extensions is a good idea because it's an isolation exercise. 
you know, but people use it to warm up before they go into doing other movements. I kind of get that, but I prefer to warm up with a compound movement and then start using the, the isolation exercises to do pre-exhaust type work. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I see people do this repeatedly over and over and their, their focus is to try to get more weight or reps with, with each session. And I get that, right, right. but there is a point of diminishing returns <clears throat> when you're doing that. And then for shoulders, you know, a lot of people just, they're doing, you know, presses of some type, either barbell press or dumbbell press or machine press, and then they'll work real hard on that. And then maybe they'll follow up with some lower raises. Well, if you want good delts, you need to really focus on lower raises and there's different versions of that. So what we're going to talk about is, you know, things to keep in mind. Right, uh, right. When you're training your triceps, uh, I mean, triceps, I see it all the time. People are just doing pushdowns. They think doing pushdowns is going to do it for them and they might do some line tricep extensions. But if you want good triceps, you, you got to do a lot more than that. You got to mm-hmm. do some close grip bench press or tricep dip movements. You know, things are going to really put some size on and it's going to activate a lot of muscle tissue uh, from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for biceps, it's, it's the old straight bar curl. But ironically, I see too many people doing easy bar curls thinking they're working their biceps. And it does work your biceps secondary, but it actually works your brachius muscle because there's an angle in the curl bar. But they think they're working the whole bicep and they're really not. And I see this a lot. So I just wanted to try to address that today. You know, if you're going to do bicep movements, you got to keep your hand, your palm straight up and down. Okay. You don't want to have it at an angle because that's not going to work the entire bicep head. So anyway. Right. Right. Well, Armin, I'm sure a lot of people are kind of curious. What about your approach? All right. So mine is, is based on, I want to focus on a particular muscle in that, in that muscle group. So mm-hmm. I have a very, uh, you know, specific strategy with each mm-hmm. training session. Okay. I'm going to work on, you know, like for my quads, I'm going to focus on sissy squats today after I warm up to really isolate those quads and really get a lot of energy into them. So whatever you end up starting with on your routine, that gets the most energy and the most mental focus, because as you fatigue, you know, it's hard to keep that up. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm kind of curious too. I mean, why is that so important? Okay. So since I've been training, I'm close to 40, I'm 40 years of training and you know, I've tried a lot of routines, uh, different ideas and strategies and you know, just a lot of things that are out there and it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. But what happens is your body, it gets good at adapting to all the stuff that you're doing. And so, you know, it's what you're doing and do it over time. The results start to level off because you, you're going to gradually plateau because your central nervous system is picking up what you're doing and it's getting real efficient with it, which is great. But you're only going to be limited to how much weight you can lift with that the mechanics of that movement based on the biomechanics of your body. Right, so right. now the only exception would be if you're only, if you've been training less than two years, then you're going to get a lot of stimulation no matter what because your central nervous system has a lot to see yet. But when you've been mm-hmm. tra- when you've been training for years, uh, it's hard to get in there and get the right kind of intensity to help stimulate new muscle fiber, and that's why you have to really be changing things up and be real strategic with it. So you get a better result for your time and effort. Cause it, it, a lot of people, unfortunately are wasting their time because they're not getting the results they think they should be getting, mm-hmm. but they don't really know any better. 
Well, as you were talking about trying to focus on a particular area, are you mm-hmm. talking about a specific maybe muscle like on your bicep or or your arm in general? Just just to okay. as an idea. Well, that's a good question. Um, so like when I'm going to train, you know, for example, chest, mm-hmm. uh, I want to do a compound exercise like dumbbell presses to warm up the area or even a, even a chest press machine, something like that. I want to warm it up. Okay. Okay. Now, once I've warmed it up, then my plan of attack is for each training session for my chest is what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the whole chest, this session, which is going to do everything to affect the chest, the upper part of the the pack and the, and the lower part of the pack, or do I want to focus on upper part of the pack? Get a lot of energy on that to make sure I'm getting complete development on all parts of the chest. And so that's where I get real picky about. So each workout is going to be different because of my my focus. So I like to kind of alternate. One week I'll be focusing on the entire chest, mm-hmm. and another mm-hmm. week I'll be focusing on the upper chest. Right. All right. So right. and I've seen really good results by doing pre-exhaust training when doing this. And so I'll focus more if I'm going to focus on upper part of the chest, I'm going to focus with doing inclined flies and really working hard with that or supersetting inclined flies with inclined presses, right? right as right. my main area of focus to really stimulate a lot of upper pec activity. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go to flat presses to work the rest of the chest. And that could be dumbbell, dumbbell presses or machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you maybe do a neck press, which also works upper chest. And then I always like to finish up with uh, the Garanda dips. Now I'm pretty strong. So doing dips at the end works for me. Right. But if that's stuff you're not very strong on, then you probably want to do that early on, on your, on your whole chest day to get stronger as an example. So that's one, one way. And then like the next workout, I'll just focus on the overall chest. And so I want to do that. I'm going to do a different combination of exercises. Yeah. I may start with the pec deck after I've warmed up to right, do right. a drop set to really heat up the, the, you know, the, the pec muscles because you're isolating the chest, the entire chest here, mm-hmm. then go on to different types of presses. It could be machine presses. It could be, you know, heavy dumbbell presses. Um, or, or I may even do superset cable crossover, uh, with, you know, maybe dips as well at the, at the end. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for different ways to put a lot of intensity in, stimulate new activity, new tissue, and so this is some of the things I found that's worked really well for me for my overall development. Because I mean, I'm, I don't. My focus is to get as much return as you can for what you have to work with. Okay. So, anyways. <laughs> well, what about your back? Can you offer, um, you know, an example of some of the back exercise combinations that you do or that maybe you recommend? Yeah, I think a lot of. A lot of people that are training their back need to understand because it took me a while to understand this. You got to do a lot of different movements for your back to really activate all these different. There's so many muscles in your back. Mm-hmm. You got teres major, teres minor, you got your, your lats. I mean, there's just a, a lot of stuff back there. And so by doing different movements and changing these up, you can get a better connection on how you want to, you know, how you're hitting that muscle and being more specific with it. So you, you're pretty fresh with these different changing up these different movements. And mm-hmm. we can maximize the effort and get a really solid pump. So, you know, you're pushing a lot of blood into, into the muscle because when you do a back training, your biceps are heavily involved, whether you like it or not. And so mm-hmm. that's a fatigue level that you got to keep in mind. So, you know, if you're doing heavy rows and you're going right to lat pulls, there's, you know, there's a certain amount of bicep involved with that. 
but mm-hmm. the intensity is going to change, you know, heavy rows or high intensity type movement. Um, but like, you know, one training session, I may just focus on lats at the beginning. So I'm going to do a lot of pull pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Then I may finish up with some, uh, you know, the different grips of pull-ups, you know, overhand and underhand and maybe neutral, you know, hand to the side. Mm-hmm. Then after I really hit my last from that point, then I'm going to move to row movements, which would be cable rows. It could be bent over rows, uh, it could be machine rows. But now I'm hitting both sides of the, I'm getting the width of the back and I'm getting the thickness of the back. But then the next workout, I'll start with row movements and focus on that thickness. Mm-hmm. Make those, those will be heavier movements. And then I'll finish up with doing some lat movements, maybe some even pullovers to help get some more stretch, that kind of thing. And then another workout will be alternating a row movement with a lat movement, row movement with a lat movement. And I found mm-hmm. these to be very uh, intense and also a fresh approach. And so you have good energy and you don't know what to expect, but the next day you'll feel it. So um, that's one of the things I found that works really well. So you get that mental, physical uh, total effect by doing it and changing up that order. And I just mm-hmm. found that I got better back development as far as I was concerned on, you know, like you're doing rear back pose and stuff, how the muscles mm-hmm. connected a lot better. So that's, that's what I had done for that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, Armin, what about the focusing on the weaker areas? Um, you know, a lot of people want to focus on that because that's what they're trying to build on. Yeah. But uh, would that require the same routine? Well, that's, you know, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I would say instead of doing the same routine, you know, if you have a winning routine, I get that. So that's mm-hmm. fine. But mm-hmm. then I would change up the combination of the exercises you're using uh, or change the order of them. So you can combine them or change the order of them. So you, you keep a good, fresh approach mm-hmm. to how you're going to attack it. Uh, and I just found the, by keeping the body guessing that I've got really good response. And I've seen mm. pretty unique uh, strength increases as well from doing these things over time because of mixing up because they're all interconnected. So <clears throat> right, when right. you're training them hard and they're working together well, you, you seem to get a good response. So it's nothing wrong with having a set schedule and stuff, but at the same time, changing up how you're going to combine your exercises and, mm-hmm. how, you, and how the order of them is going to be, you know, like doing a superset of triceps is combining and then change the order, just be like we talked about before, and you're focusing on lat movements and then go to row movement, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Well, we're unfortunately running out a little bit of our time here. Uh, anything to kind of wrap up with any final thoughts? Yeah. So the key takeaway to me would be, you know, don't expect one type of training, you know, especially one type of training routine to solve all your needs for quality gains. You're going to have to make adjustments as your body is adapting to what you're doing. So keep that in mind. Uh, and you, you're going to need to change things up. And I, I know it could be challenging trying to understand, well, what should I, how should I do it? But that's where we can help you with, with those different things too. Mm-hmm. And then there, you know, because I just see, way too many people struggling to get the results but you look at what they're doing and i wouldn't do it that way based on my own personal experience because i was i struggled i mean i, I would, my journey hasn't been easy at all i've done everything stupid you could probably do <laughs> uh and, and at the same time try things that you know i didn't really understand them well enough to try them but right over time i got better at it and so it keeps it keeps your training fresher anyways 
So you don't have that stale that boredom that can come with, which is what I had. To, I had to deal with that too, because like, well, you have to keep doing the same routine, mm-hmm. you know, mentally set on it. So I went through all that, you know, and because I assumed that that's how you have to do it. And you really don't, you know, to get the best results, it's okay to change things up, but just learn. And then you want to kind of track these things too, so mm-hmm. that you can see how you respond, have some data to look back on. So anyways, that would be how I would do it. Well, Armin, great information, um, you know, especially on the back area. You, know, you intrigued me with that. Something you really don't think about. And I know a lot of people when they want to work out, they want to work out and get those arms and the chest going because you can visually see that. And that's what's yeah. important. But, you know, having a very well-developed back, hey, when you're going the other direction, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, it's oh, yeah. really intriguing on all the muscle groups that you were describing. So a great yeah. segment. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Arm and I will be right back. So stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Check out nspnutrition.com. NSP Nutrition produces the highest quality naturally sourced supplements on the planet. NSP Nutrition has the products to help you achieve any of your fitness goals guaranteed. NSP Nutrition, high quality, all natural. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. I'm Frank Mills, and hey, we appreciate you listening and watching the show. Thanks for joining us again today. And, you know, coming back from break, you know, you see the ads in there from NSP Nutrition, but uh, there's a couple things we wanted to update you on before we got started. First of all, I would encourage everyone to take a look. And if you haven't done so, take a look at the Vince's Gym opportunity right now. Uh, Armin, they're offering Vince's Gym at a ridiculous discount. Uh, I'm telling you, if you don't join Vince's Gym for 76% off, Today, I don't know what you're waiting for. That is an incredible deal for the content you get, the the app, the workouts. I mean, right. Armin, what are people waiting for? Well, we're getting a good response, but uh, wow. it's going to be sh- it's going to be shut down soon. So, <laughs> better take advantage of everybody. It. Yeah, <laughs> jump, jump on that now because it, you're going to learn a lot, and you got good structure. So that's the other thing. You, know, you got videos in there, sure you have to do the exercises. You got you know, routines are dialed in. You have nutrition that comes with each one of the, the training programs. So you have four different nutrition strategies that you can utilize. And then you have four, four different uh, training strategies that Vince did himself mm-hmm. that worked for a lot of people. So yeah, you right. really ought to try it. You're going to you're gonna get some good results and you're going to learn a lot. So yeah. Absolutely. So take advantage. And uh, I'm sure NSP, you know, is offering this so that you will. I mean, wow, the content when I was looking at it, I'm like, holy smokes. That, that's a great deal. So take advantage of Vince's gym. Uh, who knows? Maybe they're going to be adding uh, exclusive content or something down the road. You know, you never know. Uh-huh. Uh, right, Armin? So uh, we'll see what happens. But the other thing is we wanted to update you on the contest. You know, Ar- Armin and I are still going through questions, yeah. topics, uh, all kinds of stuff. We're having a hard time deciding. So it's taken us a little bit longer than what we thought. So we're asking for your patience and give us one more week to decide the winner. Uh, sure. You know, that's what happens when you have a lot of hard choices to choose from, uh, you know, to pick one. So we'll get with you on the next show and announce the grand prize winner 
for the contest. Um, so, all right. Yeah. all right. All right. So let's get started on what are the good sources of fat? Armin, before we get into that, you know, why is fat important to us? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we need fat for energy. That's one thing. And then mm -hmm. you need it to, to rebuild cells. And so right. to rebuild cells, your hormones need the fat to do that process. They need cholesterol to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fat is really a source of essential fatty acids. And the body, you know, a lot of these, the body can't make itself. That does make some, but that you do mm -hmm. need to ingest some. And so this helps the body absorb the fat soluble vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, because uh, they don't have fat. You're not going to absorb them well, and it's just going to get not get utilized. And so that's right. something people need to understand. Uh, and, and fat is also your body's basic building block. Uh, you know, the membranes of your human's body cells are made of fat. So, and that's comprised of like phospholipids, hmm. triglycerides, and cholesterol. So that's that's the key reason why we need to, to have it and get it uh, to you know make everything function well. So, I have to ask the question. Uh, that makes sense to me, but does that make all fats good? All right, that's another good question, <laughs> and no. <laughs> that's a big no so tell me what would be considered a bad fat well it seems like from what i've learned is anything that's man-made it's probably not gonna be good for you absolutely, I mean, it absolutely. Just isn't. so um you know then there's you know the man-made fats are they just don't work well now of course uh you know there's a lot of opinions regarding saturated fat and that's mm -hmm. kind of something that's going to be a hot debate back and forth so we'll, mm -hmm. we'll touch touch on that as well but at the end of the day you know anything that's man-made i'm going to say you really don't want that we're going to talk a little bit more about that too so well i'm i'm glad because that that's the next question i you know i was going to ask you yeah you know, as far as bad fats people mm -hmm. want to know what those are and how to avoid them so can you give us some ideas of bad fats? Yeah, so the, the main one's going to be trans fat. Okay, so and that comes in the form of hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils. Mm -hmm. and a lot of that's starting to, they're finally getting that out of the food system, but it's still, it's still available. So keep that in mind. Uh, margarine and all the different seed oils, vegetable oil, canola oils, these, these oils are really, they're man-made, they're heavily processed. They don't work well on your system long-term. And so all they're going to do is create more inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I'm a, I'm, and I'm a soybean oil is another one. I'm a big advocate of just getting, getting away from that entirely. Right. Um, right. And of course, and so those oils though are found very readily in the stores, but salad dressings is one of the biggest ones that people don't realize. They have the cheapest, crappiest oils in these salad dressings. It's soybean mm -hmm. oil, it's canola oil, it's, I mean, it's vegetable oil. Yeah, yeah, that, that has no benefit to you. And these are man-made oils, okay? Now, some people are also going to say, well, you know, you need to avoid saturated fat. All right, well, you can do that or you can just use it as what it's worth, okay? Because mm -hmm. you can't avoid it if you eat protein. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. <laughs> well, it's very confusing because when you hear, uh, you know, hey, some vegetable oil, that doesn't sound like it would be bad for you. But 
again, a lot of people don't understand that it's man-made and it's processed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been sold to be good for you, you know. Right. You know, it's part of the monosaturated, you know, monosaturated simple fats. But at the end of the day, the body doesn't recognize it very well. And that's why it has problems with it. So, if, you know, there's people who can debate this back and forth, too. But right, right. I think I think you're seeing a lot more reality of what's going on with that, uh, especially from the, from the people that are actually eating <laughs> that care. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, they've done a brilliant job in marketing the bad stuff to make you think that it's okay. Oh yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they do that with processed food in general. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's good for you. There's not a problem. Well, we see what that does to the population already. So. Absolutely. Well, Armin, so what are some of the most popular fats that are good for you? Well, the one now those are also promoted as well, and so they're saying that the monosaturated, probably unsaturated fats, mm-hmm. you know, that's the most common one that gets the thumbs up uh, because of the way they break down. Because mm-hmm. you know, saturated fats, a totally different structure. Right. So right. if you want to have those, okay, which is great. There's nothing wrong with those. Um, again, not being man-made though. Okay. Right. So right. You get these fatty acids. You can get them from avocados, which is a great source of quality fats. Olive oil um nuts except for peanuts seeds and then fatty fish you're going to get those are the monosaturated polyunsaturated sources of fat okay hey i like the fat from a ribeye steak uh that that's (laughs) my kind of fat all right so (laughs) all right so it, it it seems like you're okay regarding saturated fat i'm sure a lot of people are curious on why well, from my perspective, um, you know, it, it, it constantly gets thrown on the bus in the media and in the, in the medical right. community, right? Because of the association by eating fat, you're going to, you know, absorb all that fat. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing. You know, if you're training hard, and we're talking about people who are training, we're not talking about people sitting on their can, right. and it doesn't matter what you eat if you don't do anything. You, right. You're whatever right. you're eating is going to cause you problems. Okay, but if you're training hard. You keep your carbs under control and manage the right way, so you're not getting too much excessive body fat. Mm-hmm. And you're you're going to need the fats for the different levels of intensity that you're doing, and and for the energy. Right, line. right. So meat, which is important to get protein, is going to include saturated fat because Mother Nature intended it to be that way. It's there for a reason. It helps you to digest your protein. It's acidic. So protein's acidic and fats are acidic. They work together to digest mm-hmm. and allows you to get the digestion of the fats on good vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince figured this stuff out a long time ago. I mean, and he was never afraid of it. He just, like, if you're training hard, this is the least of your problems. You know, you need to know right. how you get the results. So anyways. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering from everything you said what your opinion is uh and some sources of good fat right so fat from meat and fish are going to be good grass-fed dairy where you're getting butter cream g sour cream and cheese olive oil avocados you know uh, and avocado oil is okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah nuts except for peanuts like i mentioned before seeds coconut oil mct oil and dark chocolate. I mean, there you go. I mean, that's a good wow. variety. It helps give you some you know, good taste. So I highly recommend those. So, Okay, so I, I have to open the can of worms here. Um, what about 
the cholesterol dilemma. I mean, that's that's like the word, right? Cholesterol. Well, that, that's always going to be a debatable item. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's ever going to go away, but you know, a lot <laughs> of studies are, are actually showing that your cholesterol is only affected nutritionally by 10 to 20% of your total fat intake. Hmm. So okay. there, that's where there's a misalignment. Okay. So that's, and that's something that if you're eating, that's not going to be the big takeaway. So, um, you know, if you're training hard, you're going to need your cholesterol to be spent helping you to build the muscle. That's what you need it for. Okay. You're paying more attention to your triglycerides and your insulin resistance or insulin sensitivity is going to be more important than anything else. Not so much the cholesterol, especially if you're training, hmm. you're active, you got, you got to need this stuff. Right. So that's, right. That's where I stand on it, but you know, you can make, you want to make your own decisions on it. <laughs> Absolutely. It, you know, it's just a lot of good information, Armin. Um, as we wrap up though, you know, any final thoughts uh, on the topic today? Yeah. So, I mean, quality fats, you know that we've mentioned you know they're a great source of nutrition and you need them for good energy and you're going to use it the right way to, to keep you lean okay believe it or not and you just need to stay away from the bad ones because they're not going to help you and all they're going to now they'll add to a cholesterol problem they'll add the heart mm -hmm. disease if you eat the bad ones uh, and just keep training hard to, to use the fats to build muscle you know use it for what it's intended to do and you're not going to have a lot of problems and you know we'll, we'll talk more about these things in the future but I, I'll go over my own cholesterol stuff and mm -hmm. you'll, you'll learn what, what has, what has happened for me on it, but well, that's for another, another day. <laughs> well, Armin, as usual, man, a lot of great information. And, uh, you know, this is the part of the show where we normally talk about our fan base, the people that are subscribed that are watching show, who knows, maybe this first show you, that you've ever watched of NSP nutrition and, and mm -hmm. we appreciate it. But we, right. we, we, we've had this contest to generate excitement and to get, you know, like the winning topic and we're offering a great prize. But, you know, this got us brainstorming and, and here in the upcoming shows, Arm and I, we want to include your questions into the show because we get so many good ones yeah. and uh, it's time to fire away so we can create a segment just for you to answer your questions and uh mm -hmm. you know we'll put armin on the spot he won't know what's coming you know we'll we'll just ask him and hey uh let's see what he can do and and it gives you an opportunity to get your question not only live on the show you watching it but we get to acknowledge the fan base and uh you know We'll include your username, your first name, whatever you want us to call you. That's what you include in the show. But, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to contact us, right, Armin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can scan that QR code. Yep. You can uh, still make the comment in the YouTube in the comment yep. section. Uh, and, and we'll use that username. Okay. Or you can email. And the email is support at nspnutrition.com. And, you know, Armin, I, I think this is going to be a really great segment for the show. In, in one of the upcoming shows, we're going to start doing this once we get some, uh, you know, a format change a little bit of the show. But we're definitely going to implement this. And I think it's a great opportunity for our fans to get involved. What do you think? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be real helpful, too. So, yeah. 
Well, we definitely appreciate you watching or listening to the show today. And join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.